Section 24 of Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 23 The Two Platoon System. Any consideration of the factors governing firefighting would be incomplete were the personal equation neglected. In other words, the status of the fireman in relation to the community as a whole. The foregoing pages have made it abundantly evident that he who wishes to follow the calling as a life's work must be possessed of qualities out of the common. Apart from pluck and physical endurance, he must be prepared to attack the subject from its scientific standpoint and to devote to it his undivided interest and attention, that is to say, if he would rise superior to his volunteer predecessors. And it must never be forgotten that these latter brought unlimited enthusiasm to their self-imposed task, if nothing else. But in these days firefighting has passed the stage of the dilettante. It has grown into a serious science, and as such has a right to demand that its votaries shall be experts in their own line, and that the huge responsibilities of lives and property entrusted to their care shall be no haphazard proceeding, but the result of serious consideration and selection. Now, latterly, a feeling has sprung up which roughly propounds the theory that the fireman should be the hired servant of the municipality, nothing more and nothing less. His engagement is to be of a temporary nature, bounded only by so many hours' work per diem for so much pay. He is to be considered, when not actually on duty, as free as the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, and from the moment when he leaves his fire station, what he does and how he does it is to be his own business and no one else's. This is, to all intents and purposes, what the advocates of the two-platoon system would have the public believe is to the advantage of fire departments the world over. For twelve hours the fireman is to be on duty, and for the other twelve he is to be a private citizen, free from all trammels and restrictions which might tend to hamper his sacred liberty. It is a high-sounding and truly attractive doctrine— only, having due regard for the efficiency of this most important of departments, how can such a method be expected to yield satisfactory results? In France and Germany, the barrack system is worked, no doubt, to an extreme, which would be distasteful and unpopular in any country where conscription was not the general practice. There, the fireman is practically under military law, and the slightest breaches of discipline are punished with martial severity, whilst individual freedom is necessarily much curtailed. But there is no advantage in riding a hobby to death, and both in England and in some cities in the United States a via media has been evolved, different in detail but alike in essentials, which ensures the efficiency of the service and discipline with the least possible inconvenience to those concerned. In England, the fireman is a municipal servant. He is provided with quarters, whether married or single, and is granted so much leave every year. In addition, he receives free medical attention and certain allowances according to the town in which he happens to be serving. But all the time, when not absent with permission, he is available for duty, as is the soldier or the sailor. This appears a common-sense system of enabling a municipality to assess with some degree of certainty 
the probable fire risks it will be called upon to incur should it either increase or decrease the fire department while it can always count upon the services of its enlisted men new york has gone further and allows its firemen to live at home have their meals there and to spend their spare time in the society of their families far removed from the noise and bustle of the average fire station in fact the system evolved may be taken as one of encouragement to home life and happy surroundings the antithesis of arbitrary militarism and the curtailing of the individual's freedom only the demands of the situation are such that it is imperative that at all times and seasons the men of the department except when specially excused should be available for instant duty now though comparisons may be odious what alternative system is advocated by the upholders of the two platoon theory for twelve hours one watch or division of men is to be employed their place is taken by another group of similar strength and supposing some great conflagration occurs demanding the combined energies of the entire department what then presumably messengers would have to be employed to whip up the contingent off duty who from their standing would be within their rights in demanding overtime who perhaps could not be found and if found might demur to answering a call which was not obligatory and who from their anomalous position might be forgiven if they imported an opera bouffe touch into subsequent proceedings and kept a fire burning so long as might suit the financial status of those principally concerned in addition what guarantee would be forthcoming that the night shift would arrive in the best of conditions to carry out arduous work if called upon to do so it has been proved from experiments made along these lines that it is by no means uncommon for the so-called fireman to practice his trade as bartender or undertaker all day and then turn up at the station in the evening for fire duty in order to make a little extra it goes without saying that that species of extra time is costly alike to human life and property and that a fire department built upon such principles is indeed founded upon sand the truth of the whole matter would appear to be in the opinion of the writer that amongst the younger generation there is a strong aversion to discipline even of the broadest kind which interferes not at all with the liberty of the subject and is only ordained that some systemization of duty and responsibility may result further it is of paramount importance in these days of labor unrest that any body so vitally essential to the welfare of the public at large should be safeguarded from any interference from labor organization outside itself once the department becomes analogous with street railways or dry goods stores for its labor supply then a long farewell may be said to any continuity of action of policy of training and of general organization men will come and go at will bearing in mind that their status is no different from that of any other daily worker esprit de corps a vital force in fire-fighting will vanish and in place will be instituted a body devoid of any other consideration than that of making that little bit extra an inspiring ideal in truth end of section twenty four Recording by Maria Casper.